Connecting life and faith. This is Connections. I started looking at the Lord's Prayer and thinking, man, uh, this is really, it's beautiful just as written, but it could also be this multi-layered outline, uh, always putting God first and second thing, what's your kingdom and your will, and just going down sequentially that way. So Awaken the Dawn is, it is a 365-day devotion, weekly You'll go through the Lord's Prayer 52 times. It's also a simple daily offering of encouragement designed to help readers start their day reflecting on one of the most beautiful gifts offered in Scripture. We're joined today by Craig Smith. He is an author, a pastor, a musician, and a teacher. He's based in Fort Smith, Arkansas, today on Connections. He's going to share with us a little bit about this new devotional and the inspiration behind it. Craig Smith is with us today. We're going to talk about a new devotional that he has out soon. Craig's a pastor down in the States, but um, as a Christian radio DJ, Craig, we need to talk first about your past career. You had a pretty big music ministry at uh, one point. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, um, I'm originally from Louisville, Kentucky, and I was just a, uh, just a kid that started playing in bands when I was 13, I guess, Mike. And um, the manager of the band many years later became a, Christian. He came one day and this announced, he said, hey, I'm a follower of Christ, which was, uh, I mean, we, we knew what that was in some rough sort of way, I guess. But uh, but anyway, um, we ended up watching his life transition and change so drastically and his values, personal values, and just the way he lived was so different that it, I took a lot of, took a lot of mental notes and um, in the meantime, I met who my wife, who is still my wife. We just celebrated our 50th anniversary. Wow, congrats. And I thanked you. And uh, it was, um, but we were struggling. I mean, it was almost over before the 50th day at that point. But uh, so, so the manager just said, why don't you go to church with me? Sort of as just to kind of get him off our backs, we did. We met Christ there in that in that service and just decided at that point in time, man, I this is what I want to do the rest of my life. Just kind of share uh, what just took place in my heart. So um, began to just grab my guitar and go different places and do different things and did a concert in Houston one time. A couple of uh, guys who were starting a Christian record label. Uh, This is so very long ago. Um, they said, well, this is what we're doing, and we think we can help you raise your platform and loudened your voice, so to speak. And so I began really in the late 70s, Mike, uh, just doing Christian concerts and recording and, and um, met uh, who Paul Mills, the producer, who is our my best friend. And we have, I don't even know how many recordings we've done together, probably 14 to 16. And, wow. Wow. Uh, the last several ones have been primarily to help support the mission work that we do. So, yeah, I've been doing it a long time, and pastoring was not in the not in my uh, bucket list, as they say. But uh, certainly, I just finished my 26th year, and I love uh, I just love being I love people. I love relationship with God and relationship with people. So I've been here quite some time. That's pretty amazing. I love to the story how you came to Christ, right? And it was just that managers um like him living out his life and letting it be transformed in front of people and then an invitation right well come and see yourself and you're like fine i'll go leave me alone <laughs> but it changed no, that's your really life, true. right 
And that's yeah. what our lives can do for others too when we live it out in front of others. So, Yeah, and I think that's what particularly the events that have taken place the last two, two and a half years with COVID and this, it seems like our Western cultures are sideways right now. But, uh, but in a lot of ways, I've been in ministry for 40, I haven't thought about this before, 46 or 47 years. Um, I see it maybe as our greatest opportunity to just truly, genuinely attempt to live these lives as, as Jesus wanted us to live them. And maybe not. I think maybe we've complicated Christianity a bit in the in the West. Yeah, very much so. I think that's maybe why your new devotional will resonate with a lot of people. It kind of opens up uh, an interesting passage of the Bible that everybody's going to be aware of because we often recite it together. Uh, the devotional is called Awake in the Dawn. Like I said, a little unique. Tell us a little bit about the, the project. Well, it was um, it is based on Matthew 6, and you're, you are 100% correct, Mike. We, uh, I, I've read the Lord's Prayer, or we've all heard it recited in weddings and funerals, uh, probably those of us, are, those that don't even go to church and maybe don't even care about doing that, but it's just very, very familiar. So unfortunately, when I would get to that section of Scripture, I'd pass over it pretty rapidly. And hmm. then one day I just, uh, being a musician, I had to reconstruct my life to enjoy morning hours, which now they're, <laughs> they're just wonderful. Right. But, uh, but I uh, uh, was kind of looking at this pattern and this is what I thought, I guess to put it in great brevity, if I can, if you and I happen to be one of the disciples of Jesus and we notice the effectiveness of his life, and one of those things was he had this very consistent prayer life, uh, and we went to him and said, wow, uh, we want to be able to just minister as effectively as you do, and that's what we know you want us to do, so would you teach us to pray? The thought occurred to me that he's not going to give us his B game. He's going to give us his A best sequential outline for prayer. So, so I started looking at the Lord's Prayer and thinking, man, uh, this is really, it's beautiful just as written, but it could also be this multi-layered outline, uh, always putting God first and second thing, what's your kingdom and your will, and just going down sequentially that way. So Awaken the Dawn is, it is a 365-day devotion, weekly, you'll go through the Lord's Prayer 52 times. Uh, okay, so when I first heard, like, this is a devotion based off each line of the Lord's Prayer, and in my head it's like, oh, okay, it's a seven-day devotion. Maybe you could read it a few times in the year. But you've <laughs> yeah. got one for for every day and every week of the year. Yes, what I did was uh, it started with just discipling a couple of guys, and so I was also looking for some kind of pattern. So uh, yeah, I just said, I'll I'll find a scripture that's based on one of those themes, and I'll send that email that to you every day and I'll, and I'll maybe comment on it. So I just would pull things from my journal that I was journal journaling daily. And uh, so at the end of the seven days, we gone through seven themes and then I just repeat the process the second week. So it's, it's kind of been a thing that's been cultivated over many years, honestly. Uh, and all what we're hoping and praying is that it becomes an on-ramp for a more consistent and purposeful prayer life for just, Anybody who's looking for that. What was like the biggest thing for you um, throughout uh, this journey for you, I guess, diving deeper into the Lord's Prayer? What was your biggest realization or how did your prayer life change? 
it changed. Uh, I don't know about everyone else. I'm pretty self-centered. That's been the, you know, when everyone said you got to, you got to depart from uh, serving self and, and find your identity in Jesus. That's like, oh no, but our culture has just, it's marketed to me my entire life that it's about me. So, you know, I'm, I'm kind of walking away from that. So I think one of the, the main things that the prayer began to do was show me that, uh, that my prayer time begins strictly by going to God. And, and in fact, I don't mean to be disrespectful or oversimplify it, but it's almost as though I come to the Father and just go, Lord, I, I just want to honor and worship you because you are holy. Uh, so if that takes a minute or two hours, that's kind of what I what I want to do. And, and then I still don't get to my stuff. It's still like your kingdom come, your will be done. Right. And then... One of the things that I think has been uh, such a a wonder to my life, anyway, is when I got to the provision, give us today our daily bread. I thought, oh yeah, yeah, now now it's about my stuff. And it's, no, it's about provision to fulfill the first things that uh, we've been praying. And uh, so it's just it's just kind of been this building thing where where it's a lot less of me, and I that's the beauty of. I mean, of course, it's the son of God. He's a genius. So he gave us this incredible prayer. Uh, and, uh, and and it just it once we start finding a deeper identity, excuse me, in Christ, uh, as we're building the depth of that relationship, man, it's just become uh, it's just become a great heartbeat. It's given me a rhythm, if I can use that. In, ah, it's yeah. given me a rhythm for life. I really like that too. And, and I was thinking as you're speaking, like, oh, finally I'm getting to me. Well, then you get to the next part after the daily bread, right? And well, forgive me my sins at least, but it's so <laughs> that we go and forgive others too, right? And there's, so yeah, the, yeah. G- Jesus came to redeem us, but he came to redeem all, right? And we get to be a part of that work sometimes, so, yeah. or all living, the time. Living in forgiveness and then, and then even stepping into the next part of, you know, uh, that next line was always like a little struggler. It's like, well, of course, God's not going to lead me in temptation. But but I think as we're as we initiate, engage in that first part of the prayer with God, then we're kind of going, boy, just keep me, lead me on this flawlessly divine path that you have for me that's going to honor you best. And oh, by the way, there is this evil one that would love to trip us up, trip me up. So keep us keep us from him. And then it and then it. it pulls you back into this, uh, uh, for yours is the glory and honor and power forever. Uh, yours is the kingdom. And so all that emphasis, again, is placed back on the Lord uh, in this place of worship. So um, it is interesting that the Lord's Prayer doesn't put a lot of emphasis on on me. But yet I get to be this incredible recipient because he is a good father. So while I'm trying to go, ah, I want this to all be about you, God, not about me. I'm trying to get away from that because he's a good father. He ends up just blessing us because that's what good dads do. Yeah, totally. Right. Um, I'm reading uh, through too, and in the um, in the press sheet that your folks sent out, I don't know if this is the version that you use in the book, but in the press sheet, it's not like the King James that a lot of us people in our forties and older will know by memory. Right. It looks like, maybe the NLT version, uh, was that purposeful to go that way for a book, you know, in 2020? It was. I uh, When I'm really studying the Bible, I use an ESV, something that is uh, uh, something that I, you know, love and think is perhaps more accurate transliteration from its original languages. Um, 
But to get some guys to, this was really, again, I started thinking about those guys that I was discipling early on. So I pulled the, the NLT. And because some of these guys, uh, when this all began, Mike, were guys that had, uh, I'm, I'm substance abuse guys that had just come to Christ or uh, those kinds of guys. And so I thought, man, um, those stories that we've heard before actually happened to me when one of my guys came and said, ah, I've been reading in the book of Job. And uh, so... <laughs> So just, you know, just being gracious and just go, okay, what's out there that we can use? So that's, yeah, that's how we ended up using the NLT, and you're correct. It's uh, that's the the seventh part of the prayer is found in more of the older translations that we would use in English and is, is referred to as the doxology. Yeah. I like, uh, I use NLT quite often in my daily reading. If I want people to think I'm smart, I tell them I use the NRSV, but I don't really, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good call, Mike. Um, <laughs> As a musician and an artist, as you're working through this, like, did that speak to you or does it come out in the devotional? Did you see something poetic about it or anything else? Well, I, if, if once you get through Awaken the Dawn, is, uh, you'll see there's a lot of psalm. I, I use text from all over the, the word, but um, I can really relate to David because he was both a, he was a musician, songwriter, um, man, but he was a warrior. And uh, he also was not flawless. And so I, when I look at that, I'll read some of these psalms and I'll see one day that, oh, man, he's, he is ready to just go take this impossible numbered army, brave and fearless. And then I'll read the next psalm. And so shortly thereafter, he's hiding in a cave and just going, you know, save me from this. So uh, so I thought there's a lot of. Uh, I can relate to his personality and uh, and what's going on. So in that the Lord's Prayer, I think we have the Son of God um, who came and lived in the flesh. So he was he was faced by every temptation that I'm faced by, but obviously did it flawlessly so that we might have that bridge to restore the relationship with the Father again. Um so as a musician, uh, I love the, the poetry that, that is in the Lord's Prayer. And then I love that our maker and designer, uh, there's just no end. It's like, it's like walking through a field a little bit. That's what the Lord's Prayer has become to me, uh, and really all of the word. I walk through a, a field and I go, ah, oh, man, here's a, I pick up a couple of gems. And, uh, and then you go back through the same field and go, how did I miss that? Look at that. And then you can just crisscross and find all these new things. And that's why, of course, God is God, and we're not going to ever completely, totally comprehend who he is. We just get to love, receive his love and love him back. That's making, as you're saying that, it's making me think about what was the disciples' reaction? The first, like they say, teach us how to pray. And then he gives these words to them. Or like They're probably just sitting there like, oh, wow, right? Or maybe, well, it's the disciples. They're a little slow sometimes, too. So maybe they needed to hear it recited a few times. Who knows? Just like us and picked up new things each time with it. Yes. I I don't know about that, but I do know this. I I think that uh, I appreciate the fact that in the Word of God, there are many examples, different personality disciples, so that we can all kind of relate to one. Exactly. the guy that's ready to run out into the field and take on the army and and someone from behind the lines goes, wait a minute, Peter, you need a weapon. You, you can't do that. You know, just 
versus the guy that's methodical and principled and intentional. And uh, I think we can grab hold of those 12 guys and find somebody that we can relate to. But I do think, uh, man, the Lord modeled this this time of prayer. Um, and not to pull it back to the last two years again of what we've gone through with COVID and the lockdowns and how it's changed our, our really it's changed our planet. But uh, it's given us an opportunity to, to, to see maybe we need to scale back to some of those simpler things that are presented. I'm not saying they're easy to walk out, but maybe some of the, a simpler lifestyle and not so cluttered and not so uh, westernized or dramatized, you know, and, uh, and, and especially me centered and, and man, I have, I just have to pull away from that constantly. I just, I, I say with my mouth, Oh Lord, this is all about you. And then I'll middle of the day, I'll just realize something that I just said in the conversation is, oops, you're pulling it all back to yourself again, Craig. And so, uh, I much appreciate the grace of Jesus. I appreciate his pattern, his patience uh, with his disciples so that we can glean from uh, just what he did. And I really appreciate him going, okay, guys, uh, you want to learn how to pray? Here's my A game. You mentioned your missions work earlier. You founded an organization called Village to Village. The proceeds from Awaken the Dawn are actually going to that organization. Tell us a little bit about what Village to Village is and, and the work that your your folks do there. Uh, Village to Village is not a large organization, Mike. We are, uh, we're just uh, new babes. We are probably 12 or so years old, and it's directed toward children at risk. Um, it was birthed in Central America, but actually our first, what I would call, successful model is in Kampala, Uganda. And we have, we started with about a dozen children. Um, human trafficking is quite what's well, bad everywhere, but it's definitely was then very bad in that particular region that we founded. We call village to village hope villages. And our, our little tagline are, is, is that we're trying to build a culture of hope through Christ. And uh, so you're, you're correct. Everything from Awaken the Dawn, uh, book sales, uh, nothing is going to me personally. It's all directed to the mission work and, and gets to the kids. We have 300 children now that we care for in Uganda and uh, a school and a place where they live. And we have invested in them now for approximately 11, 11 and a half years and, and been able to see the, uh, the, the effect of the principles and characteristics of Christ applied to a culture over a long period of time. And it's been just been very exciting. We've gone from uh, not being welcomed and accepted into this area that we're in to now uh, they, they know we're committed to them. They know we love them. They know we uh, mean good and not harm. And, um, and in fact, I just uh, one quick Story. Stories always are the most fascinating things to me. But uh, there's one of our young men who was very, very young when he came to the school. And he has since gone through the school. He now uh, is helping to care for other younger children. He's 22 now. And so he is helping to care for others. He plays keyboards on the worship team and the, and the church that uh, is has been established. We've reached a lot of the parents of these children over the last decade. 
so um, even the music that we've done uh, for the the music I've done the last decade and a half is all I've, it's all gone to missions. We just we just have seen that as a way to I guess the A mission is hey we want to we want to introduce principles that that will move people not into religion but into relationship with God. Uh, he'll he'll take care of all the other organizational things if we'll just get in this genuine relationship. And the B mission is uh, certainly what we're doing with Village to Village. And that is um, to, I hope by the time I am, uh, I hope in the next decade, we're able, we now, we're able to get four models globally. We have Hope Village in Kampala, Uganda, or right outside the city. Uh, Northern Thailand, we've established one two years ago and just, and just making some rapid uh, movement up there among an unreached people group. Uh, 20 to 22 million people that do not have um, within the northern, north and northeastern Thailand that really don't have uh, a strong Christian influence. And El Salvador, uh, just out, just actually in San Salvador, working among some of the gang areas. Uh, only 40 to 50 children at this point in time, but we hope to have a hope village that can be replicated in other places around the world that other people will go. Honestly, God uses ordinary guys, Mike. I mean, I am so not a rock star. I am just, I'm a foot soldier. And uh, so I I hope people will go, man, look at Craig and his team. I mean, there's nothing special about those guys at all. we We can do what they're doing if we can just work together and do it. So, uh, yeah, we, I could talk about missions until you go, we're, we've got to go, Craig. <laughs> well, we do have to go only so I can let you get back to your day. But um, I'm not saying there's nothing special about you. There seems to be quite a bit special about you to me, but uh, I get what you're saying. Uh, Awake in the Dawn is out now. Tell us how we can get our hands on that and stay up to date with uh, what you're up to or Village to Village and things like that. Well, thank you. You can go to uh, any of the platforms. You can go to Awake in the Dawn uh, and go to Amazon or just anywhere they sell books. And um, if you want to know more about what we're doing, you can go to awakeinthedawn.com and uh, kind of tool around in there a little bit. You will always find what we're doing in missions at Awake in the Dawn. It's kind of our, we let you in the front door and say, we we want you to have this relationship with Jesus so that we can get you into the kitchen where we love to be. Uh, And that's all about missions. So that's how we can find out more, Mike. Thank you so much. Love it. Uh, Final question. Maybe you can't answer this. Do you have a favorite line in the Lord's Prayer now? Wow. <laughs> All the interviews I'm doing, that's a first. Uh, Good. <laughs> I don't know. I'm I'm almost afraid to say I'm going to I'm right. afraid it's going to go, "Hey, that's not the right one." Craig. Uh, <laughs> but, but I think, you know, um honestly, when Jesus says you can do nothing without me, that's so accurate. We can just do nothing in humanity right without Jesus. And I think uh, were it not for his forgiveness, man, we would all be uh, pretty much worthless uh, and have no hope at all. And so I, I think that he extended his grace, loved us, so he gave us his grace and extended it and gave us that opportunity to be forgiven. Because um, 
you run into people as do I, and then ourselves at some point in time, we were like, gosh, I, I just don't think I can be forgiven for this pathetic lifestyle that I've lived. So forgiveness. Love it. Thank you so much. A pleasure to talk with you. I can't wait to check out the book. I see there's an audiobook version. That's what I'm going to get. I'm a big audiobook guy and uh, look forward to talking to you again someday. Mike, thank you so much for the opportunity to spend some time with you guys. You're very welcome. And thank you so much for joining us and for listening today. Don't forget to subscribe. We'll talk to you again on Connections.